anymore. It's not the movie. It's not the movie. It's the theater. A ghoul and goblin theater. This is... sent a chill up my spine. Yeah, I, I was trying to get that chill right up your spine. I hate it when it goes down your leg. I my want it up your spine. Out, fucking bastard. Bastard! Bastard! We didn't have a bastard in this movie. I'm pissed off. Uh, I believe we had one. All cops are bastards! Pigs is what he said. Yeah, I know. I was, it was... Never Don't mind. lie to the audience. Okay. Every other podcast does that. We have to hold true. So, Murray, we introduced with a beautiful song, South of Heaven, Fucking yeah, Wonderful. Yeah, well, that's where we're going. That's at right. Least today. Uh, you could say in real life and in the theater that we are watching. Yeah. The movie. <laughs> not Speaking the theater. of theaters, we're just cursed to be awesome. That's our curse. That is our curse. Uh, of course, Tim, you... You're blown. I, you threw me off. You've never called me by my first name. You're right. I did just call you by my first yeah, name. I mean, your, your first name. <laughs> yeah, if you call me by yours, you say Griff. My dyslexia is in full force Dick today. Dyslexia. Uh, Murray, of course, the man over here across the, from me, the Michael Winslow of Peaches. Uh, could you just go ahead and riff on uh, some Peaches for us for a minute here? The always impressive, Murray. You are the... They call me the white black guy from Police Academy. That's right. You're the white black guy from Police Academy. I don't know his name. All those noises, of course, impress my favorite, the theremin. I did not know human mouths into peaches could imitate that well, I'm noise. I'm human. That's why. I'm more human than human. Oh, my God. I hear you did uh, all the fucking uh, production on the Rob Zombie albums. Like every- I did all the peach noises. <laughs> What I'm learning- a lot more than you think. Yeah. Actually, I did a lot of Foley work for this movie, Demons. All the gushing and like vomiting. Gushing. That's just pe- me biting into a peach <laughs> and just slurping you- on it. Just you biting into a peach. That's yeah. so fucking good, man. I love oh, it. Yeah. Uh, always impressed by you, of course. I am too. Uh, I've been dipping hard into my own time and efforts to do another 31 movies for October. Really? So without further ado... I can barely watch the movies we do. How are you watching 31 movies? I have no fucking clue. It is difficult. Sometimes I watch them while I'm working. Sometimes when I'm... As you should. (laughs) Sometimes I'm watching movies as I work. Sometimes when I'm settling into bed at night, I'll pop on a movie. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead. I got one quick sentence on each one of these. Of course, we had Murder Rock. Yeah, that's great. I go. I gave that a B minus. That was a good movie. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the ELP was got. Well, what was it? Lake or is it Palmer? This is Emerson. It was Emerson. Oh. Uh, yeah. When I go back and think about it, paranoia. It's coming for you. It's coming for me. Next up, suggestion from our friend Mike: Road Games. You ever watch that one? Is that 
Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. And Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach is a new favorite of they mine. They had a very weird ending, I remember. Uh, what was that? No, I really liked that. Oh, yeah, I guess it was kind of weird. There were cars flipping over and everything. Yeah, that was an Aussie movie. It was. It, you Aussies? know what? I want to. If we got. I know we do have some Australian listeners. I want an Australian guest. So check. <laughs> You know, look me up on on Twitter at GNG Theater. I think that would be interesting. We'll figure out something to do there. Yeah, I like the Don't sound of that Don't be scared, too. people. Everyone's welcome here. But I loved it because it was like, what's with Australian movies and two way roads and just filming on? That's all it is, man. I. But that movie so fucking good. Stacy Keach was so good, mostly acting by himself, very much like Tom Hardy did in that drive, that one drive movie. But that movie was loosely based on road. Road Kill? Road Games? Road Games. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but, Murray, you keep talking about it. The celery foley work that we've been seeing, yeah. Stacy Keach's character constantly munching down celery. <laughs> and, of course, we have a dingo He in the must movie. have uh, shoot a lot of cum because I hear celery. You want to shoot, you know, shoot ropes. Slinging rope. Yeah. yeah, shooting ropes, ropes, slinging ropes, yeah. Celery people. Ugh. If you want it to taste good, I hear pineapple. <laughs> uh, so I gave that movie an A. Really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. And so I looked up that director and the writer, I think, and I followed one of their paths to a movie, also Australian, called Harlequin. Never heard of it. Never. Okay. Is it about Joker's girlfriend? No. Okay. It's about a man. And th- this ended up being kind of interesting, too. Is he but... Joker's boyfriend? Uh, No. So there's this actor, Robert Powell. He plays his character, Greg. Fucking great. He starts out clown magician. Terrifying. Hate clowns. But then he becomes... I I just feel sad about people who would want to be a clown. It creeps me out. It doesn't creep me at all. I'm just like, really? It's It's like a mime... It's, a, it's like the worst combination. You just said clown and magician. Like, yeah. What is going on in your head? Are you going to be a ventriloquist on top of it? Right. Get a real job. Get a real job. Greg. So this guy's real job is a faith healer. And so he breaks into – so he was the clown at the party. It was a politician uh, uh, wife and their uh, son with leukemia. So he's like seven. So he's loving the clown. And the clown brings him like a, his own piece of cake. He bites into it and everything's loving it. And so what it turns I out – I hope is it wasn't mint chocolate chip. It was not. Okay. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Too much chocolate. Too I, don't much. Like, I don't like chocolate type of chocolate. Every once in a while I'm in the mood for that, but I don't like it on a regular – uh, so it turns out he's a faith healer. He can just bypass security and everything. He's appearing out of nowhere, and so people start really believing him. At least the, the he's board. a faith healing clown. Yes. Well, he gives up the clown bit. He wasn't oh, supposed to be okay. known to be the clown, but then obviously that gets revealed later. Uh, so he gets into the family and he starts influencing them because he heals their son with leukemia, it's like Rasputin. Yeah, gets him walking again and everything. But the husband, of course, was a senator. He's trying to move up the political ranks, and he has his political uh, powers that are pulling at him too. And so it all comes down to who's the real evil one here? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a faith healer, and I'm full of bullshit. I do magic tricks and shit. But these politicians, they're out to kill you. Wow. So we get a nice tussle That's a there. Very deep message. Yeah. I so, heard that one before. Gave it a solid B minus. It was a good movie. And then Mike did uh, Emerson, Laker Palmer. Dude. No, no ELP. Robert Palmer? No. Addicted to love? No, no, no addicted to love. Is that that the, that's exactly it. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre. 
I think Mike gave me that on DVD. Okay, so you don't think you've watched it yet? Is that is that the one where it's a rock and roll killer? No, that's a guy with a giant auger on a battery yeah, powered drill. Okay, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. In the second one, he has like a guitar with a drill on. Mm. It. So I'm thinking this. Nice. Okay. Uh, so good, perfect uh, horror movie. Seventy five minutes. Perfect time. Uh, the microwave first, time. First twenty minutes were just girls showering, and so I, I figured. Like it. I, I was gonna say I figured that works right into no. your murder rock fascinations and everything. Were they wearing uh, leg warmers? Uh, there was a couple leg warmers in there. I, yes, um, I noticed that. Mike, is it on Plex? Is that Mike's Plex? It is. I'm gonna watch that, Mike. Yeah. Um, and so one of my favorite scenes from this. This was actually written by a woman who's like a hardcore feminist. So yeah. I can't imagine what happened because most of this movie is just girls half naked. Well, is she I, a lesbian? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get that much information. Women like about nudity her. too. This Opera. Is <laughs> uh, go on. Uh, so one of my favorite scenes. There's a. They they get a pizza delivered, and the guy opens the door, and his eyes have been drilled out. Falls over, and at one point, one of the characters goes, "I don't give a shit if this guy's dead." I'm hungry, opens the pizza, pops it on the dead guy, and just starts eating pizza off a dead guy. Love that scene. But I gave it a straight C. Mm. It's not like, you know, blowing me away. Nudity not that good. Nudity nudity doesn't do a whole lot for me. I mean, come on. We're not in the 80s anymore. There's mm, nudity everywhere. I, well, I don't know. So I, it can was, always, I can always appreciate a beautiful place. Good, Good horror movie. You got, you know, 75 minutes. Can't Can't go wrong. Not bad. Not great. Prince of Darkness. Sean Carpenter? Yeah. Okay. You seen that one? No, but I, but I watched the Red Letter Media thing where they did the, they ranked the John Carpenter movies. Yeah. They put it in the middle. Middle? Yeah. I could see middle. It was, uh, it was a lot of the, there's three different people from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, Egg is in it, I know yep. that. And he's. And, uh. Wang, wing, wing, yeah, wing, maybe, yeah. yeah, one of the, yeah, but egg, yeah. fuck, great, I love that guy. He was rocking the fucking uh, skull. It. He had real long hair. He's always great. I love that guy, and so he was great in it. And then we have uh, this guy Jameson. He's got this great mustache, or I think that was the actor's name, Jameson Parker. Mm. Great fucking stash. Um, really creepy. Carpenter does creepy really well. I liked that. Um, but it was like people spitting shit constantly, and I don't know. That just kind of... You don't have a spitting fetish? No, no, no mm. spitting here. I'm not into the camel stuff. Uh, and That's then, what it's called, cameling? Well, yeah, I believe it is. I thought, I thought it was like llamaing. Is, is well, it llamas, llamas that spit? Known, I think they both do, but I think llamas are more known for it. Oh, really? I thought it was camels. Of course, we have this movie. We'll get a full review on that shortly. Alligator I watched last night. I, you know, you know how schlocky it is, right? Yeah. That movie got played on the ABC, like, Sunday night movie. That was how <laughs> weird it was back in the day. I remember watching that, like, in 80, 81 or something. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Robert Forster from Jackie yes. Brown. And he I, was recently Sheriff Truman sure. in Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's recently dead, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is a South crazy it was that you would see these kind of schlocky movies on network tv but we we that was the day when we didn't have fucking 17 hours of local news we showed movies right bring it back so i love this movie because 
surprise Flush to me. the alligator down the toilet, wasn't that it? That was the premise, yeah. No. That's the initial plot point of it. But do you know who makes an appearance in this movie? Another recently deceased. No, I don't. Henry Silva. Oh, poor Henry. And he was fucking amazing in it. He's hitting on... Uh, 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 God, TV personalities that were interviewing him and shit, interviewers yeah. for various local news and reporters, He's fucking hitting on them in the middle of the interviews, talking about alligator mating calls and rolling his tongue at her, and she's just like, "Take me to dinner." Uh, but my favorite, Henry Silva talks jive in that movie. Oh man, <laughs> you know what? If there- you can play a little of it right now, so everyone can hear. We better go and look around. Who is we? The bearers followed the hunter into the lair. They back him up. <laughs> Is that right? Not in this jungle, mister. We'll see you on the other side. No backbone? Must be the environment. Amen. Oh, what the fuck? Y'all wait for me here, man. Oh, my God. That was beautiful, Griff. That was so damn good. Henry Silva, what can't you do? He can do it all. Uh, we can't so, do anything. He's dead now, but he well, could. Yeah. But uh, then you had Robert Forster. He w- his hair was fading on him and everything. Yeah. And instead of cutting his hair or having everybody ignored it, a lot of people were commenting on it in the movie. Are you losing your hair? Are they saying that? Yeah, multiple people were just like, here's the trick I use. Just out of, like... <laughs> cold out of nowhere and everything so then he gets close to the one woman and she's like kind of touching on his hair and he freaks out and then he calmly explains it like i just don't feel comfortable about my hair i'm losing it she's like you're still gonna eat my peach tonight and he's like is that a promise they bleep that on the network tv (laughs) you can't say peach on tv oh you can't not in that way oh boy so murray that was it for this week of course i'll have uh several more next week oh is that what we're doing now yeah whatever i mean it's an easy intro i don't have to do anything oh shit what did i give that i gave that a b plus really enjoyed alligator good movie very simple but a really great movie, Griff, Demons. We got to talk Demons. Lamberto Bava, son of Mario Bava's epic demon movie. Mm. I remember this movie when it came. I did not see it in the theaters, but I remember the ad campaign for it. If you can believe that this was actually shown in theaters, it When was. you talk ad campaign, just seeing trailers, or do they have like Commercials the- on TV. Commercials for this. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, you could do that back then. <laughs> and uh, it's got a mediocre, I would say, heavy metal soundtrack to it. We get yeah. some Motley Crue. We get... I, I didn't hear the Rick Springfield. Apparently, he's on it. Yeah. We get I, some Scorpion. We get some Krautrock. We get Scorpions. We get Accept. Okay. Um, Billy Idol, I know, was in Billy there. Idol, a couple years after that song was a hit. A little right. late, but hey, things get... Takes longer to get to Germany. Right, right. I did notice that uh, it was like when they're introducing the cool girl who had like computer chip earrings or something. Who is that? Nina. Who the fuck was Nina? You don't know who Nina is? The girl we see. The only. Oh, I'm. Am I thinking of next week? No, I'm thinking of this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I got you're... it right. Who? Nina was the girl with the white hair, spiked out. Oh, I yeah, I called her the feral child from Road Warrior. She looked like the feral child yeah, from Road Warrior. She's hideous. Hundred percent. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Or Chaka from Land of the Lost. She was repulsive. 
<laughs> what was repulsive about her? She looked like a fucking the feral child from. Do you think the feral child from Road Warrior is attractive? Okay. What about her again? What were we saying? Oh, that when they introduced her, that was when the Billy Idol played. Yeah, yeah, because they're doing cocaine, cocaineum, cocaine out of a coke can. Great pot product placement. That was. There would have to be so much cocaine for that a- accident that happens later. We get a lot of familiar, well, one familiar face. <laughs> uh, Urbano Barberini. Are you? If you're old school, I guess Stuart and Joe Corey are the only old schoolers that I know of. You'll remember him as Tarl. Yes. From the shitty movie Gore. Oh man. Which. <laughs> I gotta tell this story about gore. Right, hit the rewind button, everybody, because we have well, not the not movie. Rewind. I'm going to talk. This is for all the podcasters out there, all the aspiring podcasters. We started because this was like what our seventh and eighth or eighth I, movie, something. Yeah, like that's that. what I was going to say. Gore, we did years ago. <laughs> yeah. So we, we started. Like all podcasts, nobody was listening. Our friends were the only people listening. Yeah. We were, like, excited. We got, like, 20 downloads in the first week. We were excited about yeah. that. Yeah, if we did, it was exciting. And so we did gore, and we did a little – it's a little hilarious opening bit where I, I, I revealed I'm Q, and oh, we did a bit. yeah. How and, do you remember this? Because – I don't know. But – because I remember this story. So we put it up. And it's like, holy shit, it's just racking up downloads. We're like at 100 after my Saturday. And we're like, we did it, Griff. We broke out. We broke bad. We're on our way off to fucking Pootie Pie fucking, you know, money. Jake Logan, I'm going to be fucking fighting somebody in a boxing ring next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just bots. Yeah. So just don't get discouraged. Like, first of all, don't do a podcast unless you just enjoy doing it because you're not going to get famous. There's way too many fucking celebrity people that are hogging up all the air. Yeah. And we take the crumbs, like as, in everything in life. As Steve Bannon said, flood the market with shit, and that's what all the celebrities are doing now. Right. Every single celebrity has nine podcasts that they show up for five minutes of, and then they let their yeah. co-hosts and everyone's just a, play clips and everyone's shit. Everyone's a star fucker, so of course they're going to go, I want to listen to that before these incredibly funny unknown people so just like i said do it for the love of the game we keep bringing up that we love having the local horror movie people local mo- we're the local guys right that's all we are and we represent detroit and we're continuing to see local get squashed and i want to say i'm proud of griff he's been diligently putting up all our recent episodes on youtube finally and it's paying off yeah. Because people are finally get catching wind that we don't put up movies, we put up movie reviews. Yes. And um, I was going to say about that. Oh, because unlike every other YouTube thing, we don't do this, but I'm going to do it right now. Subscribe, like, comment, positive, negative. I don't care because it does something with the algorithm, I think. Yeah, if you get too many, you you get you show up in less searches. We get too many likes, you show up and... No, no, if you get too many dislikes... Oh, well, don't get... dislike. Yeah, well, you're saying, just go ahead and do whatever you want, but I'm saying if well, you no. dislike it, then... Well, don't do that. You can negatively comment at us, because that, that starts the conversation. we got to like these fires, everybody. Yeah, and please, these... anything besides, where's the movie? We've heard that one many times. Yeah. Demons. Anyways, Murray, I want to talk about demons. Toral is the hero... 
why we have an amazing Willie Dynamite shows up in this movie, people. This is what I want to talk about because everybody for the longest time, when we were going, when America was going through their zombie phase, you couldn't go to a party, a conversation. This was a big time for zombies. A water cooler conversation without hearing somebody say, if the zombie apocalypse happened today, I would do this and I would do that. Fuck off. You're a pussy. You wouldn't do anything. You would die immediately. On the other hand, what I learned from this movie is that when times are the worst, look to your pimps. Right. They're always cool under pressure. Always. They've probably had so many people gunning to get their girls, gunning to get their money, gunning to get their drugs. Always cool. We've learned that when we did our pimp month. Right. Well, this this is basically the Italian Willie Dynamite. No mint coat, which we had so well, many mint coats. It was the summertime. Oh, you're right. It was, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Tony the Pimp should have been the star, not blame George. Yeah, George sucks. I didn't care for him. Who's your favorite other character than Tony? Because obviously Tony's number one. Um, I... What was the deal with Frank, the the angry old man? Like, why was he? Why was he there? Because it's accurate. Like, I loved Frank just because of how bitter and upset he's shushing everybody. He's telling his wife to shut up. I'll I get can't. her the milk. I liked uh, Ingrid, the like the pseudo goth chick that was yeah. just like going with the flow. She was like, "This is kind of cool, right?" So she is the uh, like the maitre d slash ticket taker. It's called an usherette or a ticket. Yeah, usherette. Maitre d is nothing to do with uh, what's a maitre d? That's a restaurant guy, like oh, at the front the restaurant. of the restaurant. Oh, Vinny. Yeah. Or no, not Vinny. Uh, Vinny was the maitre d. Oh, uh, and uh, yeah. Samurai Cop. No. Get oh, to heaven. Get to heaven. Okay. I'm, uh, thinking, I'm thinking of the guy from Samurai Cup, too. I can't remember his name. What other character did you like? Well, Frank was definitely great because he was just so upset at everything. He was cantankerous. Uh, yeah, cantankerous. Uh, we I get guess... a little more Goretta Goretta in this movie, too. Yeah. We got a, got a taste of her last week, but now we just bite into that peach this week. I really don't know who else was great in this because it's just like everyone's no one, cannon fodder. Basically, everyone is kind of cannon fodder. It's just like horny teens, a horny blind guy was kind of cool because he was uh, got the air of mystery to him. Yeah, I mean, you you pointed out that this time eighty five, there was a shit ton of zombies, especially Italian zombie movies. They're all riding the wave of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, which came out like seventy nine, and so Lamberto wanted to do something different. That's why he did Demons. Okay. So this is a little bit different. They actually they they kind of die easier than zombies do. They're not that, that menacing. They aren't that menacing. But, but they, they are do. like zombies. If they scratch or bite you, you become a demon or spit into your mouth. Or yes, I I had a big issue with the gore continuity. People were getting spewed on, and then the next scene they're totally clean. Yeah, I didn't like that. There's no right. laundromat in the theater, the Metropole. Right. We were having fun with Alligator. Kayla watched it with me last night. And there's one scene where Forrester's wearing, like, suede Adidas. And then he starts going out in the sewer. And you can clearly see he's wearing, like, big old boots. <laughs> and wow, then two scenes later, he's back in his Adidas. Still in the sewers and everything. Continuity, people. So Tony the Pimp, greatest fucking character. Yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, let's let's get into it. I just want to say, I feel like this movie is going to teach us a lesson about learning life lessons on the streets. Tony, how he's a leader and everything. Blind guy had his eyesight taken away from him. He but seems wise he beyond his years. He saw more than anybody. Exactly. Again, 
uh, learning uh, lessons. He warned from- Liz about that mask. That's right. And then we compared, of course, to our kids who are learning in school. Like, we have a bunch of college kids in here, and they seem to be fucking stupid. Hey, so art, art imitates life. Let's just let's just think about that while we cover this movie. All right, life lessons or school lessons. Let's take a trip south of heaven to the Metropole, where we're going to watch some demons. The preview you are about to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before. It is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror. It is a movie called Demons. Yes, the demons are coming, and they're coming for you. Warning. If you have the courage to see demons, sit near an exit. Otherwise, you might never get out. In your theater, who will survive the touch of the demons and who will not? Demons. With music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, The Adventures, Rick Springfield, and Saxon. This is no dream. This is happening right now. Could be happening to you. Demons. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals, and the cities will be your tombs. Will you survive it? Demons. Welcome back. Probably the greatest trailer you've it ever It was heard. because it was the first Italian trailer we've had that actually had words in it. Wow, thank you, fucking Italians, for finally putting yeah. some dialogue and everything into your trailer. Cause I don't think there was any dialogue. It was just voiceover. Oh, uh, just – well, yeah. Still, it explains the movie. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Speaking of perfect. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm dying. <laughs> Speaking of perfect, we start off with some great old-school hip-hop. Murray, put the peach away. Put – Hey, I'm the white black guy from Police Academy. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Can't stop himself. So we're getting in the mood. We see some like punk rock kids on the subway with our female lead, Cheryl. She's coming into town. She's coming into Berlin. Yeah, Berlin. West Berlin, Griff. West remember, Berlin. Remember, this is this when is, communism. We the had Berlin the wall. wall was still up. Ronald Reagan did not say tear this wall down yet. Yes. Thank you, Ronald Reagan, for ending that a whole dilemma. Cheryl, as she's on the subway, in the corner of her eye, she notices a cyborg reflection in the mirror. This was terrifying. This is a cool, cool mask. It's, it's half of the demon mask. I was creeped out because I thought it was the new breed at first. It, yeah, it looked kind of like it's, it's, it's played by uh, Michael Suave, who actually became a director himself. He directed uh, The Church and uh, uh, Stage Fright. Good for him. He is the assistant director in this movie. Right. So he's doing the- double duty. He's playing Cyborg Man, assistant director. Oh, cool. So this is kind of a terrifying thing because she gets off at the stop and, like, nobody else gets off. And so. Well, they get off and they just disappear. And yeah, like in those big, including fuck- Lamberto Bava, he makes a little scene. This is the second week in a row we've had the director show, show up, up in the movie. Okay. I hope Argento's in the one we're doing. With but it's family. terrifying when you go back to these old uh, architectures and everything, and they're just big. And when you step, they echo for days. And so she's walking along. She, you know, it's kind of creepy. 
And then suddenly she starts hearing other footsteps, but she can't find the person. And that's when she start, she like gets the flash of that mask. And that would be incredibly terrifying. And then he's got his, he uses his Michael Myers powers to yes. get in front of her. And she bumps into him, and he's just like, hey, girl, I'm just going to be a golden ticket. Willy Wonka, baby. <laughs> and it says, the Metropole, one night only. No movie. They're not gonna t- There's a movie. We're not going to tell you what it is. Right. And Cheryl reads a little slow, so she stares at the ticket for five minutes, sounds out each letter for the audience so we can get it, too. We look up, and the Cyborg is handing out tickets to everybody else, too. Right. Not saying a word, just fucking stiff as a board, just handing out tickets. Right. Cheryl goes back up there. Uh, hey, <laughs> I thought it'd be funny, but, you know, uh, maybe you could give me a second ticket. And are you part of the show or something? And he just gives her a lurch uh, and walks away. We head outside with Kathy. She's meeting Cheryl. She's meeting her friend, Kathy. They're supposed to be going to school. But they said, hey, we're young kids. Let's just cut class for this movie at the Metropole. Right. Kathy's like, are you kidding me? Our education is A number one. We can't be fucking around with movie theaters. Do you Who are you, Ferris Bueller? Yeah, really. Who are you? Who? And she said, I'm Cheryl Bueller, and we're going to this movie. Do, hey, do you even know where this theater is? It's right over there. It just happened to be a block away. That was very convenient. Very walkable city. So they just walk right to the Metropole. Very walkable city. So they head in there. Um, Worst Planet Hollywood ever. There is a dummy dressed as Shokazugi from Pray for Death on a motorbike holding a katana. (sighs) And it's real busy, too. And then there's a demon mask hanging on one of the... uh, Grips, what are they? Yeah, the grips. Yeah, the Let's grips of that. Handlebar, handlebar. Yeah. handlebar. Handlebar was the word you were going for? Going, they, that's what it is. God, my dumbness is just I know. shooting yeah. off I think we both have. Today. I think we both have long COVID. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's very busy. We don't need the demon mask. Like, take, remove something. It, it's like Coco Chanel said. Once you leave the house, remove one article of clothing, and then you look good. What does that mean? It's just like, so you're not over. You don't have tons of shit on. What did you remove before you came over here? I moved my wallet chain. <laughs> Marie, <laughs> where was I? I don't remember where I was. I saw a man with a barbed wire wallet chain. Like real barbed wire? Like stiff no, barbed wire? No, okay. it was supposed to be imitating it. Oh, that's really sad. It was intense, and <sighs> I did duck and walk the other direction much faster. It was almost as sad as this display. This, I mean, I know, I'm glad there's a, a monument to Shokazugi at the Metropole. Yeah, more monuments to Shokazugi. Pray for death. Let's fucking go. And this is where we meet Ingrid. She's getting ready. Apparently, it's like I said, it's a Planet Hollywood type thing, so her uniform is Will Ferrell's elf costume. Because right. that's what she's wearing. She's she pulling did, up her stockings. She had multiple bodies of bodies bottles of pepsi next to her more set dressing i think he was upset i've never seen the movie i oh my god i remember i I saw the stage play there was a musical he is high art he only sees movies (laughs) that have a play the high art of elf the musical (laughs) no it was was the last time julie was here when you met her okay okay she because she's like there's nothing to do. Like Detroit's not a fucking tourist town. It right? is not. It's a fucking factory town. You so. come here to eat 
various foods eat, and nothing else. Eat There's colonies no- and drink Fago, and then you get the fuck out. That's right. And so she's like, I don't know. I just got tickets to this thing. I, we bumped it, and I didn't bump into We were in the same elevator with Stan Van Gundy, who used to coach the Pistons. Pistons, GM and coach. Yeah. He did, was at all. He did a great job as a GM. And so, yeah, so she, yeah, she's elfing it up. It's, I love that. It's great. <laughs> uh, we're seeing all of kind of our players here because we're going to be, guys, Do you think alert. Frank is here because he's one of those guys, if he gets something free, he's got to take advantage of it. 100%. I mean, yeah. we get to hear them bicker in a minute here. I don't remember how much. I, no, I get to it in a second here. But, oh, actually, that's our first couple that arrives, <laughs> Frank and his wife, Mrs. Yes. Frank. Yes. She didn't have a name, I don't think. No, she didn't. Yeah. And, of course, they're bickering about it, and they're mentioning the wife is nagging him. There's never been a movie theater around here. Bitch, there's <laughs> definitely been a movie theater around here. You just never look up. You're always in my wallet. You're always asking for more. There are no Germans coming to this. Do you think that Cyborg was – Targeting non-German people. You know what? Cyborg did. Were, were they all Jewish? Were they Jewish, Griff? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Frank had the fucking silver temples and everything. Uh, dude, he he looked like uh, Ian McShane from Deadwood. Yeah, think uh, so. I've didn't have the mustache, but never seen Deadwood. Never. Seen, you've never probably. Never, I'm sure you have seen Ian McShane, but you don't know who he is. Yeah, I guarantee. So you. all right, uh, but and then we meet our our studs, our two male heroes. But just to, just to go ahead and cement that fact in there, this theater never existed, according to the wife. And the husband mm-hmm. says, "You're a fucking idiot." Yeah, this theater's always been here. It yeah. just never was open. I think is what he said. He also pr- said that the election was stolen. All right, that's just Frank's mentality. Yeah. Can For never real. admit he's wrong. You can't trust Frank. And we don't know about Frank's wife because Frank usually shuts his wife down to, you know. So we're like, where are our heroes? Well, here they are. Ken, who I don't think his name is even mentioned until like fi- fucking hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Right. It, it is close to the 45-minute mark when they sit down. Hello. I am George. The audio syncing was really bad for that one. Yeah, we meet Ken and George, and they are seeing the lovely Kathy and Cheryl, and they're smitten. Well, the first thing they're smitten by is the fucking dirt bike. Oh, my God, a trash bike. It's so cool. And they're playing with the handlebars and everything. Right. Well, they're young boys. Yeah. Young Uh, boys. And they see our our, our, uh, female leads, Cheryl and Kathy. They're having some issues with the old Coca-Cola machine. Everybody knows about the issues with the Coca-Cola machine. I mean, I guess even in hell, the Coke machines don't work properly. You're goddamn right. Maybe there was a a bomb somewhere lodged in there. That could have been it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just that in hell, it's the vending machines only accept one type of currency and all you like U.S. No. currency, and all they have is Canadian. No, what it is is it's one of those things where you can put dollars in and they keep spitting it back, spitting out. it out. Yeah, yeah. Right. and you're like got an iron out and you got it like perfectly, perfectly crisp, crisp, and it still spits it spits. out. It spits I, it out, crump. I love this. Uh, so the one grocery store I went through just removed like every fucking uh, checker for you, so it's all self checkout now. And oh, put some people out of business. Or, I mean, out of a job, I should say. I heard people talking about it, and they were saying, like, we still have everybody on board. They're just not doing checkout anymore. What are they doing? Stocking I don't shelves? know. Yeah, I, I guess stocking do shelves. Do I, don't, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with it what either. What a sad state of America. So, so when you buy these fucking groceries, oh, you're still in the it shits the receipt out, and it, like, throws it in the aisle next to you. That's not good. <laughs> it isn't good. It just... I would like to imagine that's what this machine does after the dollar is spit so out. So George does his best Fonzie and goes, 
Hey, and then he hits the machine, and it drops spits, the cola. Spits out a coke. It was a diet cola though, and she wanted the straight cola. She's not fucking around like you and your sugarless colas. What? How's she gonna get a boyfriend? She's fat from drinking cola. She's still got that youthful body. She's trying to add. She doesn't have gelato nearby, and she wants to get a little bit of an ass. So you drink the straight cola. And you well, get we that. learned last week. Italian girls got ass. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is south of the border. They get it from having a Coke uh, time to it's time. It's all that pasta, man. Those carbs. Carbs go straight to the ass. Okay, so they meet cute, but, you know, the girls kind of blow them off. They're like, oh, they're cute, but tee they're like they're they're uh, flirting with each other. Yeah, Kathy's more concerned that this movie's going to be a horror movie because yeah, they still don't know what they're seeing. She hates horror movies. Hates, hates them. them. Now we get a new couple. My oh, guy Werner. He, he has a name. Werner. And his daughter Liz, who's also his guide. I, I don't know why he wants to see a movie. He's blind. I clearly he thinks that this is gonna be fun for her and he likes having this experience with her. He likes going out with her. He dressed up in a suit. Well apparently he's Daredevil because he has these extrasensory powers because she notices that dirt bike too, but she's more fascinated with the mask. And she goes to touch it. No, no, don't touch it. Don't touch it. There's evil emanating from that mask. Don't touch the mask. Yeah. And then we cut to somebody touching the mask. Yeah. Greta Greta playing the whole Rosemary. I believe we agreed it's either going to be Jaretta Goretta or Goretta Jaretta. Yeah. Okay. And she's got the fucking Bo Derek cornrows. Oh, yeah. And she's... We got the fucking spandex pants on. She's know. rolling apparently with her pimp, the aforementioned Tony. Well, yeah, Tony's like, hey, babes, let's have a, like, a nice night out. Free tickets, the yes. Last, <laughs> the first time he lets his bitches off the track, he runs into a demon theater. Yeah, what of are course. The what are the fucking odds? See, this is the one time he let them pick the activity for the night. Because right. it was just going to be, you bitches are going to suck my dick tonight. Right. He let them pick... And this is what happens. Yeah, it's Rosemary, played by Jaretta Garetta or Garetta Jaretta, and Carmen. Yes. And they're rolling in. They're touching everything. Uh, Rosemary decides to pop the mask right onto her face. And when she pops it off, ah, fuck. It's like I was eating a pineapple or something. It cut me. Right. She's got a little, little gash on her face. She's like, bitch, that's my moneymaker. And he slaps her as he should. Yeah. And he gives her, he's like, that's what you get for touching things. Yeah, so we're settling into the theater, and the movie is starting Very sparse up. crowd, free tickets, and there's a 20 people in this fucking This day. is modern-day theater. Whenever I go to the Redford now, maybe 50 people. That's a theater that seats like 300 or 500 even. People just don't appreciate the arts. They don't. They want to just sit at home and do nothing. Are we going to go see uh, Shatner on our birthday? Do you want to? Isn't it like 40, 40 bucks? bucks? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I love Shatner, and he's gonna he's like 90-something. Yeah. Maybe we, we got to think about that. You got to think about it. That's the problem. I got to think about it. Yeah. So, all right, the movie's starting. And yeah. it's like, it's, 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 this is very meta. It's a movie within a movie. And it's it's a horror movie. Sorry, Kathy, it's a horror movie. Yeah, and sorry. we see some, uh, I guess, was that a tie? Was, was the display... From this movie, because these, we got two guys riding motorbikes. Oh, yeah. And they're coming up on like a mausoleum or some shit. Interesting, because the guy said, oh, yeah, no one's been touching this shit. How do you know? We were playing with lizards yesterday, and a hole opened up. <laughs> you said that? <laughs> yeah, I said that. 
<laughs> I did not pick that up. That was said in this movie. First of all, it start, the movie starts, no no title. It's very, no. you know, it's very... Uh, avant-garde. Avant-garde. Thank avant-garde. you. So avant-garde, they start out with a deep-cut Motley Crue song I've never heard of. Yeah. But you can recognize that shrill, annoying voice of Vince Neil wherever I, you are. I don't even know Motley Crue's... I know I know the radio songs and all that. Yeah, but like yeah. me. I don't know any deep cuts. Exactly. Because... We have taste. Taste, everybody. We say words like how van gone. How gone. So yeah, they they see a tablet, they're reading it, they're just fucking around, and the guy goes, I think this is where Nostradamus was fucking buried. Yeah. And we get a cut of the audience watching it. Liz is explaining to Vana, the blind guy. Here's everything. What is Werner? Vana. Yes. Yeah. I was, He's I the one German. I've been to Germany. Everyone there is named Werner, and they all pronounce it slightly different. So I was enunciating Great it like they would. Ginger ale, by the way. Michigan owned. That's Werners. true. All right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I fuck yeah. Kathy's just like, heat horror movies. She's getting all uncomfortable. The, the boys look- come in, sit right next to them. Oh, yeah. They're sitting three seats over, but then as soon as uh, Candace. Did I get that one right? No, you did not at all. Uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. That's not, uh, and this was last week. Check it out. Last Murder week? Rock. Oh, my God. Murder Rock. Um, yeah, so she, she starts to get Man, I really hope I don't get frightened. I'll need a boy's hand to hold on to. And George does a triple take. <laughs> Puts his hand out. Pops over to. You can hold my hand if you get scared. Yes. Hello. I am George. Hold my hand if you are scared. Up in the balcony, totally empty except for Werner and Liz. And, of course, he's blind, so he's not really concerned about the movie. He's concerned about the audience. Like, are they scared? Was he asking if the audience was scared? Yes. Oh, shit. I thought he was asking about what was going on in the no. scene. He's not even worried about dialogue. He's like, please describe. I thought she was, he was asking that kind of uh, shit. Okay. And Rosemary and Carmen and Tony, they got to pull a blunt out. It's fucking the movies. Right. They're cackling to themselves. They're laughing. They're, they're like putting one leg over Tony, who's just sitting there in a three-piece suit with no shirt underneath. Like, it's almost like a Saturday Night Fever suit. He it was. The white suit with yeah, the black, white black suit. shirt or something. Fucking amazing. Tony. Great, 100%. got the fucking shaved head, but still keeps the fucking chops. Yes. And he's got, didn't he have like a Fu Manchu mustache? I believe he did, yes. Giant. And they're just there's crack. I mean, I don't want to, you know, you know, black people like to talk in the movies. We oh yeah, know. okay, okay. So Ingrid's got to shut it down, right? Because the white, because Frank is really pissed off about that, right? We actually cut over to Frank. He's seething out as Ingrid <laughs> is trying to tell him, like, please stop smoking in the theater. Uh, no don't joint do that. smoking in this theater. Yeah. And keep the voices to a minimum. And Frank is just seething. His Mrs. Frank is like, please stop. You're making a scene on our anniversary. You fucking whores! Goddamn, Frank. Yeah. Now who's making a scene? Back up in the balcony, a creepy stranger just sits right next to Liz. It's an empty balcony. Yes. I hate this shit. Yes. This happened to me one time. I was I always go to if I go to the theater. I don't go to the theater anymore because I hate people. Yes, I go on a matinee. Matinee one because it's way too expensive. Movies are way too expensive now. One hundred percent. And two because no one's going to be there. Exactly. So I'm in an empty theater. I don't remember what the movie was, but I'm in a completely empty theater. This fucking chick, 
beast of a woman comes in, throws her car, throws her carcass into the seat right in front of me, hits my knees. She throws her fucking giant ass. So like the chair falls back, hits me on the knees. Oh, how dare you? We're in an empty theater and you sit in front of me. Stagger. Like, so if you're crinkling or you're doing anything, it's not as distracting. Why would you want to sit that close? I don't want to hear another person breathing. You know what? I got, I got, oh, a, I got a, what the kids call microaggression. There's nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but I, get, I got to get this off my chest. Get it off your chest. This happened Marie. recently. Yeah. All right. I'm getting a pizza. I'm at Alibi's Pizza. Okay. In Rochester, Michigan. I hate this town. It's a terrible town. I agree. It, it, it's it, to people who don't know. Here's the thing. All right. I grew up in the shitty ass ghetto of Pontiac, but I was surra- I grew up in the wealthiest county in yeah. Michigan. We've talked about this. Yes. Tim Murray is surrounded by the wealthiest counties <laughs> right. in all of Michigan, and then he is in the one <laughs> podunk because right. you are the blue collar part right. that used to have all used, those fucking yeah, jobs. Used to be blue collar, so we used to have no like collar. a strong middle class there, and gone. Right, and so I hate this town because it's like it's like. It's like the town all the John Hughes kids live in. Yes, 100%. It's, it's like that. It's upper middle class, but they all think they're millionaires. They all act like they're fucking hot shit. So I'm picking up my pizza. The guy in front of me, the epitome of like privileged white guyness, because he wants, okay, he's picking up a pizza and some like uh, bread, some crazy bread or garlic bread. Yeah, bread sticks. Bread sticks. <laughs> Not to, or as I call them. Bread chops. (laughs) Bread chops, okay. Or Chinese (laughs) Italian sticks is what I call them. So he wants they 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 uh I I don't know if they make their own uh uh, salad dressing or what or they have their own special salad dressing. Okay. And he wants some of it and they're like, No, that's for the salad. He's not getting a salad. He he's like, I want to dip my bread into this. this He just wants like a side cup of it. Yeah, because they, okay. they gave it in like little bottles. When you, if you get a salad, they give it to you in like a little bottle, so uh-huh. you don't your salad's not all drenched and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, no. And instead of being like a normal person, it's accepting that you can't get it. He's got to be well. Well, why can't I get it? I, 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 I get. I want it for my bread. And it's like that's not company policy. First of all, it's teenagers who don't give a fuck. They get paid the same, right? So they're just like, but he's gotta like. You can't just. He's gotta like. Explain it to me. Same way, like, I can't get what I want. I am a rich white guy. Give me what I want. His fucking asshole kids are there, probably named Kyle and Noah or some shit like that. I want to smack the shit. I mean, I'm just staring psychic daggers into this guy's brain. I just want my pizza and leave. Right. And he's just going on. And they're like, the kid's just like, it's this company policy. (laughs) Salad dressing for salad. Isn't that crazy? If we run out of salad dressing and then our salads, what the fuck are we going to do? And he's like, and then he busted out this. Well, I've been coming here for 20 years and yes. I've never had this issue. Oh, my God. And it's just like, and they, thankfully, though, they didn't give in. They were like, no, no, sir. No, sir. You may not have salad dressing. This is fucking amazing to me because I don't get why. We are the worst society to our fucking uh, food servants. Food servants. That's the word I'm using. Food <laughs> servants. That's the way they look at you. Anybody yeah. who works in that kind of service, yeah. you're going to be shit on because every single person wants to lord over somebody and they take yeah. it out on food people. Right. And it's the fucking worst. Which you shouldn't at all because right. you're going to put this in your mouth. So don't piss off those people. Right. 
no need to fucking pull rank on these people because it doesn't matter. You're the people pulling rank on fucking teenagers just trying to exist. Why don't teenagers get jobs anymore? Because they have to deal with you assholes 15 times a fucking day. At least. Why would anybody want to take a fucking job when that's the shit they deal with? Never mind. Right. Murray... (laughs) Great sidebar, <laughs> yeah. but we're going back. I felt like Ingrid when she told him to put out the cigarette. Right, right, exactly. It's just like, be nice to the people around you. That's all Respect. we're asking. That's all we ask for. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> Another great Detroiter. Exactly. R-I-P. Okay, so film's continuing. Not our film, but the film within the film. And Hannah and Tommy... So two characters not in the film. <laughs> God, yes. this is sorry, everybody. What Hannah, played by Dario Gento's daughter Fiora Argento. Yeah, because uh, Dario Gento produced this movie. Oh, okay, great curly hair all over this movie. Yes, by the way. Uh, so Hannah's got that great Jungle Boy hair, and she's getting frisky with Tommy. And of well, course, they're, they're teenagers; they can't fuck at home, so you got to go somewhere to fuck. And we know it's a horror movie. Right, we need fodder. Right, and what's we, better, fodder? And we know, we learned from the Kojak episode, death makes people horny. That's why Dr. Fine was banging that nurse. That nurse is banging everybody. When that's you see right. death, you got to fuck. You got to fuck. Uh, and, of course, that stranger you brought up who looks like a frail Ironside <laughs> in the dark. Ironside? Got, yeah, he's got the bald head, but it was too Ironside small. Ironside has hair. Frail. Oh, you're talking about Michael Ironside. I thought you were talking about the character Ironside. No, 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 Michael Ironside. Yeah, yeah okay. sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, so he looked like a frail Michael Ironside. Yeah, I was like wondering, is she the blind one? Because that guy, she was out of his Ugly league. Ugly as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wait, is she in some kind of service? Does she like fill out a form like, hey, come fuck me in the theater while my dad sits next to me? And not only that, this troll, this demon, this goblin, he pulls a Michael, which you'll get next week when you hear our next week's movie, and goes straight for the puss. He goes right under that dress. Maybe that's an Italian thing? You aren't kidding. And remember. Is that first base in Italy? Yeah, that might be first base. Yeah. They don't do base. Shitting baseball. on someone's chest is third base. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, very interesting. But uh, we're going over to back into the movie here. And so one of the characters in the movie happens to be named Bob. And if he's not, I whatever. Didn't, I didn't know. I didn't pick up any names. I didn't care about the movie. IMDb the movie. said, in the film. Okay. Uh, so Bob finds a sealed up cement box and he cracks it open. Wasn't it a sarcophagus? It was a sarcophagus. <laughs> and he's just like, fucking neat, guys. Look at this. It's a book. By Nostradamus. Right. And he and y'all know that Nostradamus predicted demons were going to take over a movie theater. Right. And there just happens to be a demon mask in there. Right. And then uh, Bob, he's like, don't put that mask on. It says right here in the Nostradamus book, whoever wears the mask becomes a demon. He's like, "Ah, now here's some meta shit for you, Griff. I picked up on this. You know who the guy who put the mask on is? It's Michael Suave, the cyborg. He No is, way, yes. I did not catch that. Yes. That's fucking awesome. So it's kind of meta because, well, then did this movie really take place and he, he, that's how he became the cyborg? Would that be like a smut film then? A smut film? A snuff film? Snuff film. Yes, what? it would what? be. Smut film's just regular old good old porn. Oh, okay. Snuff is when people are being murdered. Die. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, so there's some shit going on. Right, and someone else, one of the girls, because it's like two guys, two girls in this group, just like a lot of our patrons are two guys and two girls. Right. Uh, they will make cemeteries, their cathedrals, and cities, their tombs. And we're pondering on that, and we go back to our live audience, our main cast of our movie, 
And Rosemary's looking up, seeing that mask, and she's like, God damn, that looks familiar. My, I'm bleeding again. I, I bet, right. Well, yeah. she sees the cut because they f- fixate on that cut of the actor in the movie. Yeah, and then who she's put like, the mask on his face. And, and she's like, that reminds it. me. I got cut, too, and it's bleeding now. I got to fix this shit. This is my moneymaker. Daddy's going to kick my ass if I don't fix this. Right. Because she's probably, this is probably not her night off. This is her uh, two hours off. And then she's right back on the track right. like, as soon as the movie's over. And, and Tony's calling out because she's all frightened. She's like, this movie is happening in real life. Tony... Cuts her right at the fucking heels. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Clean up because you're hitting the streets. This is how we know she's hitting the streets right afterwards. Right. You're going back on the streets later tonight, so you better clean that fucking this face. This is a coincidence, you dummy. Yeah, exactly. It's some people shame. find a cut face exotic. It's kink for somebody. And or fetish, whatever one. I don't get it. We talked about that last week. I know. I, I don't do, get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I can get an erection without a cut. But we're in the bathroom. We're in the bathroom, smoking in the boys' room. Um, another Molly Crew song, or not Molly Crew cover, I should say. Oh, okay. and she's checking out that cut, and it's not looking good. It's pulsating, it's throbbing, and then it explodes. It turns into a zit. It just explodes all over. So we got these gruesome scenes of her just like gooping all over, <laughs> yeah. gooping the sink, goop on the mirror. It's like when you pop a zit, but it, this was like a fucking brain load of zits. Doctor Pimple Popper would have a fucking yeah. ball with this one. Oh God. Pimp, pimple popping videos. Yeah, but uh, there's a TV show about that. There's a TV show. It's called Doctor Pimple Popper. That's what you're talking about. Yes. Fuck. Who? That's who the fuck wants to? It, is this, people have a zit fetish. Is that it? Because that's disgusting. People find that very pleasing for some reason. Ugh. Like not pleasing. What's the word I'm looking for <laughs> here? But uh, satisfying. Oh, just well, seeing, pe- I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but just seeing pimples being popped for some people is very, very satisfying. Back to the movie within the movie. Yes, George. We'll call him George now. Who fucking cares? The guy. I, well, I guess it was the guy who put on the mask to start stabbing people. He does not turn into a demon though. Yeah, he does. He starts stabbing. Where did he get a fucking butcher knife? Was that in the fucking no uh, sarcophagus? No, Shadamus is known for running around with a butcher knife. Okay, come on, read your script. And so he just starts stabbing. This is a generic slash. <laughs> There's a scene where girls in a tent. Like what the fuck? Like what's going on in this movie? Uh-huh. Girls in a tent, and he's just slashing through the tent at her. It, it went to weird places. Yeah, yeah. But Carmen, re- this is Tony's other girl. Right. Realizes Rosemary's been gone for a while, and she did take the lighter with her, and they can't smoke their joints anymore. Right. I got to go check on her. So she go, he gives her a little slap on the tushy and says, check on that bitch. Make sure my bottom bitch is ready for action. There's tonight. a lot of curtains in this theater. A lot of curtains. And she goes in. She's just like, Rosemary, where are you? And then she hears some scuffling in one of the, the, the uh, stalls. She's like, oh, I get it, diarrhea. Mm. And she opens up, and we see uh, Rosemary cowering, her head facing away. And she turns around. She's full on fucking demon grip. She's puking Shit. up ectoplasm. Uh, Lamberto Bava he pointed out, and it it, it holds. It, it it holds. There's three stages of a demon in this movie. Number one, you get the red eyes and yeah. the veins. Yes. Then you get the fangs and the claws. Okay. And then ultimately, a demon bursts through out of your body. Okay. Interesting. So that's the end result. 
I I would not have picked up on that if you didn't. Well, I didn't either because I was because you did you notice that the the demon the spoiler alert we're getting ahead of ourselves the the demon demon that we see that breaks out of the woman yeah gets killed like ten times in the end of the movie oh it's not that one demon it's just people become the demon breaking out because I, I guess it's basically they're using because we got to remember these aren't zombies they're demons so they're possessed. Right, so they're, it's basically like they're using the body as a conduit from from they're hell par- to yeah. earth. They're parasites. Oh, okay. So then they're not parasites because they're ripping out of the body. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, they feast on the body at first, yeah. and they just grow exponentially. So that's why there's so many demons. It's not the same demon. That's what I thought it was. I, was like, I thought there was only one demon. I'm like, why is this demon getting killed twelve times? No, it's because they're bursting out of the bodies. Okay. So we go back into the theater and we're watching again. As more stabbing, Nancy screaming, cutting through the tent, blood everywhere. And our couples, because it's almost all couples, they're getting closer. Well, as uh, Carmen runs away, she gets her throat slashed by Rosemary. So oh, she, she does. cuts her right. Well, yeah, because she infects her. Okay. So she's got all these claw marks on her throat, and she's running. She's hiding in these curtained off area. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're seeing everybody getting closer. We got fucking Carmen. She's trying to hide, but apparently she got cut. Right. Yeah, and so now Liz, she's with her blind dad, but she's like, fuck, I got to bang this ugly-ass dude. Apparently, the guy's got magic fingers, but guys, she's just like, let's do this. God damn, yeah, get that in there. So they go into like a curtained-off area. Like I said, a lot of curtains in this theater. Yeah. And they start making out and grabbing each other's junk. And quickly, uh, Werner starts realizing, like, there's no breathing next to me anymore. Right. Where did Liz go? And so he starts shouting out, Liz, where'd you go? You're a theater guy. Keep it down to a minute. Ingrid's like, shh. She just pops up from behind a fucking chair. So Carmen, who, like you mentioned, got cut out around the throat. Yeah. She's trying to get to people now, but she ends up on the backside of the screen projecting the film. Right. And people are like, George and... At this point, Ken is moved. He's like, I'll take Kathy. So he moved next to Kathy. Because he, he's like, you know, I can see you're scared. You can hold my hand. Yeah. And they're like, wow, look at this movie. It's so realistic because we see someone bursting through the screen. Yeah, like it's pushing as somebody's put, reaching out of the movie. And so they're like, oh, my God, this is like 3D or something. Right. And we only have glasses. Glasses. And then Carmen, uh, she's noticing she's got a big zit inside her claw marks. Yeah. And it just, as Griff says, it bursts with Puss. It's, it's P-U-S is pus. Puss would be a vagina pops out of her. It kind of looked like a vagina, the, the Wait, claw marks. Puss would be what? Pus? Yeah, pus is P-U-S. You put oh, really? Puss. With one S? Yes. Oh, okay. You put puss, which is pussy. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I thought, or a cat. Or I, a cat. I thought it was a homonym where it was spelled and all that bullshit. Well, it would. No. They don't sound the same. Oh, yeah, you're right. They don't. I thought it was spelled the same but pronounced uh, no. differently. No. So she she bursts through the fucking screen, and everyone's like, God damn it. I, well, I didn't pay anything. But Frank is just irate. Yeah, come on. I can't see the fucking film. I hate this fucking movie, but I've got it in for free, and I'm going to enjoy don't it. don't get this avant-garde bullshit. So everybody runs up because he's like, oh, my God, that's my best bitch. So Tony runs up to her. They're checking her out. And then crazy shit starts happening. Right. So Rosemary, she's she's actually kind of smart about this because there's a whole ruckus up front. And she happens on uh, Rose or not Rosemary, Liz and, and Goblin. Goblin guy. <laughs> 
Not so Goblin Griff. She's like, I can't have this happen. And so she grabs one of the velvet ropes from the theater and just ties them together. And with the logic of a double suplex, strangles both of them. And as they're still not, they can't stop kissing. They're like, oh, their mouths yeah. are still pressed together. As she's like strangling them, double strangling. She's, I don't know how you can strangle someone on the back of their neck, but she's doing it somehow. <laughs> and then they're checking in on uh, 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 Carmen. Yeah. And, and Cheryl points out, this is just like the movie. What's happening right now? <laughs> I see nice autocorrect because I was like, wait, who's Shirley? <laughs> Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl's pointing you out. You also called Carmen Cameron, too. I had to, I had to fix God that damn many it. times. It's so fucking hard sometimes. And then we get a nice transformation scene. We see a uh, camera. Uh, oh, I'm saying camera, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Well, we did bring up Ferris Bueller, too. <laughs> yeah, right. I, so I blame you. So Carmen's claws like push out of her fingers. Some teeth are coming in. Yeah. They're pushing out the other. Te- that was a cool effect. Right. That was she gross. does a Gene Simmons tongue thing. She's just flicking in at people. Oh, yeah. That was rough. And, oh, man, it, it, the whole transformation. Kind of cool. They did a good job with that. As that's going on, Goblin just—he's got—he's he's, got to have some attention on him, so he just falls over the balcony, hanging by his neck from that velvet rope. Right. Everybody's freaking out at this point. Tony is yelling. He, again, a pimp trying to control his minions. Right. Everybody's freaking out. He's just saying, "Bitches, bitches, bitches, stay," is what he says. So now we see that Frank. Oh, Frank, you were nothing but a bitter husband, and he's about to get his throat ripped out from behind. Right. Carmen grabs him by the throat, and that's when everyone just loses their shit and runs for the exits. All hell breaks loose. Werner stumbles, literally, upon his dead daughter, Liz. Yep. Rosemary leaps out of nowhere, gives him the old Three Stooges eye poke. Yeah. And gouges his eyes out. But he's blind, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Uh, she, yeah, she doesn't do anything else. She just pokes his eyes further out because it looked like there was skin healed over his eye sockets. It was well, it, really was, it was just some bad special effects. Okay, people so- run. Scorpions is playing at this time. People run to the exits, but oh my god, the exits have been walled over. There's no way to get out of this fucking thing. So Tony takes control. Listen, look, man. He put. He dropped the look, man, he and did. everybody stopped. Yes. We got to find the emergency exit. So they go run and they bump into fucking uh, uh, Tommy. He's like, have you seen Hannah? I got separated from her. Right. Hannah's trapped in the fucking theater still with fucking Rosemary and Carmen. Yeah. She's hiding on the sticky ground. So we have basically everybody heading in run direction. We got a couple people look at, you know, we got Tommy looking for girlfriend. And then we have some other woman who just like walks into. I this- thought at first it was Mrs. Frank, but it's not Mrs. Frank. Yeah, it's just she, some random. Broad. It's just some random broad we were never really introduced to. She just like walks into rooms like, oh, is there a coke machine in here? Yeah, she's a like, and she, and she, my Chris dollar bill doesn't work in the other one, and that distracts her enough for Rosemary to come in, and she just scalps her, just rips her fucking scalp off. Yeah, that was intense. And now we got George jumping into action, and he's going to be trying to pin. Uh, Rosemary into the closet or this room that they because they they hear the woman shrieking out because she is being scalped. Right. So they see that there's a door then they block it then they put the vending machine in front of it. Yeah, they get the coke machine put it in front. Fucking Rosemary's like clawing at him her hand gets caught in the door. And uh, now we got Kathy and she's just trying to point out 
This is the movie. And even Tony, who's been telling his bitches the whole time, like, stop it. You smoking too much of the shit. Nothing. No, you're just having too much fun. So they're like, what's well, then if this is the movie, let's stop the movie. So they go to Ingridge. He's like, well, the projection booth is up here. So they all run to the projection booth. Thinking it's just going to stop all the bad shit happening around them. Tony, like they, they fucking George, like it's locked. We can't do anything. Tony's like, fuck that shit. Kicks it in. Tony or Tommy? Tony. Who's Tony? Tony's a pimp. Tony the pimp. Tony, Tommy, Cheryl, Candace. I hate. There is no Candace in this fucking movie. They're all the same. There's not even any candy in this fucking theater, let alone a Candace. (laughs) Right about that. It's just pop machines. They're all the same to me. So they bust down the door, and we see the projection booth is empty. It's just on automatic. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck, man? Somebody actually exclaims, no one has ever been here. Yeah. What about Ingrid? Ingrid's been here. As far I don't as know, I know what Ingrid is. I'm, is she with? The, is she part of the demon thing? Is she not? Because is she, she like an emissary of hell at this moment. <laughs> like Spider-Man? Spiderman. I don't know what because she's kind of like rolling with it. I mean, she's got like I said, she's got that misunderstood goth girl vibe. So maybe she's like, I'm, I'm into this. She might be you at the pizza place. She's felt the the distaste of too many privileged white people, and she's just like, I want to see these people suffer. Maybe. So, like, at this point, I'm thinking, well, she works for the Metro, the mysterious Metropole. She must be a demon as well. Maybe she is. Yeah. So they just start smashing everything. Cheryl sees another reflection of the fucking cyborg. Yeah. And they just start smashing everything, which I guess that's what you got to do. You got to stop this. Now, as if we didn't have enough to focus on, we got some outside influence. It served no purpose at all. Uh, yeah, just that, like, we could have just had them run in and we would have been fine. But instead, we have to, like, build up these people. Ripper driving a car of his friends. We got hot dogs. Car of his friend? They stole the car. Right. And they stole a station wagon. Next time, why don't you steal a Ferrari? We got his buddy Hot Dog running shotgun, and we got ugly-ass Nina. Poor, ugly Nina. She's got that boomerang. She can't wait to throw it. That's my favorite Beatles song, by the way. Poor Ugly Nina. <laughs> I love John Lennon. You killed it on that one. Yeah. And some other guy, some bitchy like guy. Yeah, there was one guy who literally did not get a name. Hot dog, <laughs> Ripper, Ripper, Coke Fiend. Upset about the world. So we got they're looking like they're just some punk rock thugs. They're rocking out to yacht rock. What the, they're in a station wagon listening to yacht rock. Yeah. This is probably the Rick Springfield. Life again. Yeah, this is fucked up. So that's okay, that's all you need to know. We're setting we, we're setting up these characters we don't even need in the movie. We're back inside our crew, they're freaking out. They finished destroying all the camera very expensive camera equipment. Alright, now the film can't hurt us. And as they're walking by, it just so happens they cross over Werner, who's walking around with his eye sockets pulled out and everything. Well, his eye sockets are there. His eyeballs are pulled yeah, out. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank Jerry you. Jarrett did it. Uh, folks, it's not the movie. It's the theater. It's possessed. It's cursed. It's cursed. Tony is like, no, it's not. Or He's the rational one. He's like, we got we to gotta fucking barricade ourselves on the balcony that's a perfect place to be we always learn if you're being chased go up go up yeah predators go up yeah they plastered this theater with the cursed spirits of dead people and tony 
being the rational guy is like, there's a fucking dead body there. We know what happens. Throw this body off the balcony. But it's Liz. Yes. Don't oh, not my daughter. George is like, I'm not going to be a part of this. I can't be a part of this. Someday I may travel to a future world called Gore, and I want to be there to fuck their women. It's not a future world. It's a world on the other side of the sun. Oh, okay. You never see. It was a future to this world, though. And Ken, looking like a total frat boy, he would do some shit to somebody. He had that floppy 90s hair parted down the middle. He is not into consent. Let's just say that. And so, Ken... I'm right there with you, Mr. Pimp Man. What do we do with this body? Chuck it over. And as they're about to do it, Frank, Demon Frank, just pops up and just starts slashing at people. Tony's got it covered, though. Don't worry, though. Tony, quick to the blade, quick to action, smells the scene, knows how to act everything, says block off, let's get to the balcony, let's block everything off. Fucking zombie demon jumps at him immediately. Knife stabs the shit out of it. Right, Tony the Savior. And yeah, he's, he's like, all right. And they're like, well, we got to get rid of this chick. No, my daughter. I like to believe that Tony was in Black Caesar's crew. Went to go, you know, see a movie, and Black Caesar he went never to, knew. He went to take over Italy. Like this was this was part of the uh, the. Uh, Black Caesar universe, this movie. Tony went to Italy to get laid. Well, everybody goes somewhere to get laid, but also to uh, spread the Black Caesar salad. That had to be it. You got to go. You got to get Italy's like uh, a blessing. Oh yeah. yeah, blessing, consent. Yeah, the Pope. He's right there. He right? wanted to know exactly the ratio of that cherry tomato. Right. And the Pope gave it to him because it's Nostradamus actually said. Seventy-five percent green, twenty-five percent. It was right there green. below the line about demons, <laughs> and of course, don't mind the demons. But here is the: if they had the proper cherry tomato, none of this would happen. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. So, unfortunately for Hannah, who we lost in the theater, Frank's fucking demon body just lands on top of her. Just starts puking pus, not puss, <laughs> no. pus. Oh, but on her. her puss, on her puss, puss on the puss, because it's everywhere. And he's vomiting coffee. I don't know what's going on with Frank, but it's all his bodily fluids are being spewed on her, and that's not a good thing. So we have Tony. He's securing the balcony. He's telling George, cut this fucking guy down. Get this dead body out of here. And then he's just kicking the shit out of, like, you pussy fucking knocked these chairs out, and he's showing them, like, don't be gentle with <laughs> it. He goes to kick one, and Liz... They apparently did not right. dump her body they in, the fray, dump her in the body. in the fr- fracas. But they should have. And why? Because this is what happens. And this is where we lose the guy who should have been the hero. He gets bit on the leg. He's just chomping on his fucking leg. He's got to call out to Ken, my knife, my knife. Ken finally hangs it, hands it over. But, but before he can do that, Goblin Stranger pops up. He climbed up the noose, apparently. He grabs uh, Tony, and Liz is like, like a pit bull on his leg, so they all three of them go over the side. Oh, man. And this is where George finds his balls, finally. He's like, well, I'll, cut, I'll let fucking Tony there because he wants to be the hero. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. like, I'm not even going to attempt to rescue Tony. He just immediately cuts that fucking cord, and they all flop down. So we get a quick cut of Hannah finding Tommy, and they're all excited. And by like, the way, totally clean. She just got puked on by Frank, and yeah. now continuity. Horrible. I see why you popped that back in the notes. You're really yeah. distressed about the continuity there because <laughs> it's bullshit. It's bullshit. 
Uh, so they're barricading everything again. They're trying to continue with what Tony was insu- you know, insisting on them. Outside, oh. we got remember the crew Ripper and his gang. Yeah, the cool kids in the car, the station wagon they stole. That <laughs> is how you steal a car, though. You got, you got to steal the most unsuspecting car. I guess so. It's not ballsy, but I guess if you continue to get somewhere, you got to blend in just perfectly. So they got a can of coke filled with cocaine, and they have a straw in the coke. Like, because at first we were thinking it's like because everybody noticed Kathy too. Everyone drank their coke with a straw. They're yep. very dainty about it. Oh yeah, and so we're like, oh, they're just gonna drink a coke, have a beverage. No, he puts it in his nose. How much coke is in this fucking can, dude? It has to be a fucking ton. But this is where we're hearing white wedding because they're doing of cocaine. course. So as they're driving, Ripper just goes ahead and he's doing the old Papa Costanza thing where he tries to shortstop on hot dog. Like, or no, it wasn't hot dogs in the back. He shortstops on another guy. So Ripper's into the dudes, I think. So they end up spilling the coke. Well, no, Ripper passes it back to Nina. And then the bitchy guy's like, I want some of that coke. And they go for it. And then they spill the fucking can. And that enraged Ripper. He saved up for that Coke, all right? He's enraged, and then he hits the brakes. Okay. Which spews more Coke. Not a good idea. Ripper starts losing his mind, and that's when Nina spurts out to him. Ooh, give me that. No, one. not Nina. It was, was the, it? it was the bitchy dude, which made it even funnier. Oh, wow. So it was a man going, ooh, Rambo talk, baby. And like, what? So we're watching the crew because Ripper tells them, you're all going to clean up that cocaine They now. They go straight up CSI with this coke. Zoom in, <laughs> knife. They all have fucking uh, razor blades. Right. And they're just straight, straight. edges. Nina, or, yeah. who apparently carries a picture of her one-year-old self, used it to get the coke out. That was a very interesting poll. I, yeah. I just carry this picture of me around. Naked picture of her is one. Ripper does the nice joke. I always been selling you twat. And she gets she I, I rightfully so gets indignant about this. She's like, I'm a child in this picture, sir. How rude! So they're all cleaning up the cocaine and everything. Hot dog. One guy's saying this is really precise work. And then hot dog. I believe he was in the back seat, right? Hot dog was in I the think, back. No, hot dog was shotgun. So Bitch is- guy was in the back. <laughs> yeah. Bitch guy looks over and sees that Nina has some. Why cocaine. is there always a character named Hot Dog in an Italian? movie? I don't know, but I kind of love it. I want to be an Italian movie, and I want to be Hot Dog. Okay. So he he's like, oh shit, there's some snow in the valley. <laughs> he leans in with his razor blade and starts scooping it off of her, and then he's yeah, working cleavage, working towards her nipple and everything. She's and into it, man. She we she get is a, high as fuck. We're so. seeing a cut of her, uh, just close up of her face, and she's biting her Which lip. I'm, I'm like, ugh, because ugh, I'm like, I'm getting fucking Road Warrior flashbacks, and then. He goes a little too far and cuts her titty. And then they're small enough as is. So she freaks the fuck out. Wait till I get near your pecker. And he's like, ooh, Rambo talk, baby. <laughs> and they cut away. They settle outside of the theater and they're they're hearing like the pounding from the theater. But like, it's just the cocaine you're hearing, baby. It's the movie. This movie must really have a lot of fucking pounding. Gotta be. All right, so... Ken's like, I got to take over because I want to bang Kathy. And Kathy's like, wait, I hear something. Did you notice George is such a moron? He's pounding on a wall with a fire extinguisher. Don't you think that would be not smart to do? That seems like a very dangerous thing to do. But at the same time, because they were at this point, 
They're trying to get an SOS out there, so they're banging on the wall. Kathy's just sitting there acting nervous and kind of trying to act like a leader, like you said. He's right. trying to take up for where Tony left off. But, yeah, you're right. You wouldn't want to it's like imp- puncture that. impression in there. Yeah. That, yeah, that would fucking like take off like a rocket and hurt somebody real right. bad. So, yeah, and then while that's going on, we see Werner who I think is in demon mode now. I think he's become a demon at this yeah. time. He got buried under the barricade. Yes. And he's crawling underneath it, trying to get his way out. Creepy crawling. And now George, he's, he, he's I guess it worked with the fire extinguisher because he breaks through the wall. And right. like, hey, there's another room over out here. So our main crew here, George, Kathy. Cheryl. Cheryl. Not sh- sh- yeah, no, Never mind. Uh, they walk into this new, it's like a whole hallway, and there's a couple different doors. and Yeah, it's just another wing of the building, and but it's all bricked up, too. The girls start spazzing out. They're like, oh, my God, it's like the movie. All right, let's head back to the balcony. So outside, the audience goes, and Rip and their friends, they're just still having a ripping good time. Right. And that's Rip them. Rip them. And that's when the police arrive, because you can't have a good time. They're like, the what are those kids doing in that flashy station wagon? Flashy station wagon. So they pull up, and they're like, hey. And then, then the, immediately, they're covered in cocaine. So like, we can get the fuck out of here. So they start running. Right. And fortunately, this is Italy. So the cops don't shoot them in the back. Yes, they let of them course. escape. They go into the alley that's right by the theater. Yeah, there's just a car there for some reason. Yes. And then they start banging on the door, and they're just like, we're fucked. We're, where are we going to hide? Are we going to fucking scale this building? No. Suddenly the door well, opens. Well, Nina did say open sesame. And then the oh. door opened, and they walk in. And then somehow Werner, like they didn't notice Werner, he gets he comes out. Yeah, he managed to scurry out, and he hides behind that that car, like you said. So the police are looking around. They're just like, "Ah, oh, fuck! No teenagers to shoot. We gotta but shoot." There's somebody. a homeless guy there. Let's shoot him. Right. And we looked down at the homeless guy. He's transformed. And he's got like a weird fucking demon claw. Now. And he slashes the throat of one of the cops. And the cops like, "I'm standing my ground." And he blows the hand off of Werner. So inside, we're seeing uh, our our lost couple, Tommy and Hannah. Hannah without the fucking gut. Not at all. Pristine. Pristine. The crawling through Fresh the Fresh du- white Reeboks. <laughs> they're crawling through the ducks. Yeah, they're like, hey, let's, I, you see Die Hard? Let's, let's try it. So Hannah's just fucking giving Tommy all the kudos. This was such a good idea. We're going to get out this time. Everything's going to be okay. Can you stop scratching, scratching your nails on the on the ducks? More, more white black uh, guy from Police I Academy. have no fingernails. That's not me. And then we see like some demon hands scratching on that duck. Work. That was some great peach work. You just did. Oh. he's doing that into a peach. I know. And so they get. He's like, "Well, get in front of me now." So she gets in front. He's a gentleman. He's like, "I'll protect you." Then, then they, 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 I think they realize they, they're at the beginning, back at where they started or something. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? And then, then I guess that, I guess she just absorbed all that puss <laughs> because she's a demon now. And she attacks Tommy. That's the last we ever see of these two. Oh, that's actually what happened? I didn't realize yeah. that's what happened is that Hannah turned. Yeah. That but, makes the most sense. Yes. I, Murray, I, I'm trying to do notes. I'm trying to pretend that I'm working. Well, I think they and... tried to imply 
that the scratching was her, but it wasn't because you see, actually see demon hands crawling, and you see her hands, and they're normal. Oh, okay. So, so they, they, it worked on me because yeah. I have to look away to do the notes, and then I look back, and there was just a demon there. So okay, yeah. okay. Anyways, we're going back outside to Rip's crew. Well, now actually they're inside. Right, and they since they're criminals, they notice some criminal Rosemary is is locked up in the room. So they're like, hey, we got to get this person out. Yeah, they're, they, they're like walking through the bowels of the building and everything. They make their way up and they're just like, look, a blocked door. We should probably go in there. Right. Because when society says no, Rip says yes. Right. And Rosemary just makes a beeline right past them. And I think they take off for some reason. And Nina's like, oh, I'm going to check this room yeah, out. Yeah, they all, me. like, walked in. The, they were like, what's what? What's up with that bitch? And then they walk in right. the room. Nothing here. They walk out. But Nina's like, She's oh, like, is that a mirror? Yeah, I got to freshen myself up. I mean, I know the cops are after us. But, you know, a girl's got to – a lady's got to be a lady. So she pulls out her lipstick. She's probably thinking I might have to fuck one of these cops to get out of a situation. Right. Or maybe, like you said – she feels like she looks like the kid from... Yeah. Uh, she actually sees herself for the first time, I think. Yeah. And she's like, I'm hideous. Yeah. And so she's like, fuck, I got to brighten this up so I can get away from these cops because I might have to fucking take a dick tonight. Right. Not that that's a good thing. Let's just go ahead and put it out there. Consent, everybody. <laughs> so she puts this <laughs> in the 80s. There's no consent. It's not even about... That, what, what is that? The power, the power structure there is off. So she puts her lipstick on, and then not Mrs. Frank jumps up, the scalped woman, and just starts strangling her. That's the last we see of Nina. And we get this fucking beautiful cut as we head out in the hallways. All these fucking demons led by Tony. Tony's always taking control, whether he's demon or not. It doesn't matter what form he takes. Tony is yeah. a bull leader. And it's leader. like probably the most famous image from demons because their eyes are glowing. It's, it's a nice good. shot. It's yeah. a really fucking cool shot. It stands out. So we're like, holy shit, how are they going to do this? So we go over to the balcony, and they're hearing gunfire. And they're like, oh, shit, help's nearby. It's got to be. So they start clearing out the benches from... Who was shooting the gun? Was it Ripper? It was ripping them. Okay. Apparently they had a gun in their pants. So they just start... Yeah, so the other people... Because there's just people that are like cannon fodder. Like, they don't have names. They don't have lines. They yeah. just start ripping apart the barricade. I and like George is saying, don't, don't! I gotta say, for an American, there is no better way to practice your Second Amendment right than being high on cocaine in a movie theater with a loaded weapon and thinking demons are after you. It's the most fun you can ever... It's like playing laser tag as a kid. And then apparently uh, Tony Demon and Frank Demon and all the other demons, they just pop right through the fucking floor of the balcony. I don't know how... I didn't see any ladders there. This is not a table ladder chair match. What's going on? And they just start fucking shredding people. This is where I'm like... Ingrid gets attacked, and I'm like, I thought she was in on it. I guess she's not a demon. She's just like a, like a goth chick who likes dark, weird, disturbing shit. Yeah. Until she gets it, and she gets Maybe she's enjoying it. I don't know. There's a nice scene where Ripper and the boys are surrounded. They're in the bottom part of the theater. The main level. And the first thing Ripper's like, do you think they want our Coke? They got to want our Coke. Fuck this shit. And they just start running, and they get attacked, and they get chopped up. Kathy, a demon leaps on Kathy. She does the only thing she can. She bites the fingers off. She gets a mouthful of puss and pus. <laughs> and it's not good. And also, once again, next scene, totally clean. 
She's yeah. covered in blood. Right. Totally. They clean. they had multiples of each uh, set of clothing they were wearing. So all that's left now is George, Cheryl, not Candace, Kathy, and Kathy. Ken. She, this is this is where I go into last week's character. Yeah, I didn't. I tried to clean it up. Sorry, I left one Candace in here. Murray doesn't know Control F. And they like emerge from the barricade. Kathy is fucked up. She just swallows some puss. Right. She she's being carried by Ken. Of course, because he's like, God, this is like you got Cheryl. I got to. I get him stuck with Kathy. Of course, Ken is a very frail man himself, so is struggling with it all. But he's like, Oh no, no, no I'm a man. I'm a man. I can carry her. So then, they they finally managed to make it into this little like hallway. They make it back into the lobby with the fucking Shokazugi. They're get, they're close. They're adjacent to it. They're in the hallway right outside of it. And he notices the duct all. He's like, hey, I saw Die Hard. Let's try to go through the duct work. Meanwhile, they're like, Kathy, let's do this. And Kathy's like, ugh. They're, yeah, they're like, we need to send Kathy in first because that's the safest way to put Kathy in there. Right. Kathy fodder. And she's just like, ugh. She's got like her head away. We know what's going to happen. Yeah. She's, then, then they go up. She turns around. She's in the first stage. Her eyes are red. And right. She's like, who are you? She's possessed now, Griff. Yes. Why am I here? What's going on? Who am I? Who the, are... She's got a little beard starting to come yeah, in. Yeah, there's no time for existential crisis here. No. We're, we have a real... Well, they're, we're having a real existential crisis. Yeah. No time for a philo- philosophical one. Somehow the the trash lodge is involved in demon uh, communication to the real world or something. It's like... The, it's I don't know. That's I, I, now I see where you're going. I I didn't pick up on it. Okay, nice nice little yeah. uh, Neil Breen. I I don't know how it all relates, but again, this is a David Lynch feature. It's about conversation, not about sensical shit. I didn't know that the covers for Duckwork are so heavy because he bashes Kathy's skull. Ken's and me like I ain't fucking that. Bashes her skull in with just a fucking cover to a Duckwork. You know what took me out of the movie? What? The corner he bashed her with, covered with his palm. Oh my Just God. covered it with his palm. Oh Who my swings God. a duck like that? Uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> and then Kathy, she gets on all four. She's presenting herself. She's a great... Demons are fucking horny, apparently. And the fucking thickest corduroy or possibly the modest striped pants. We had Griff... I didn't have a... It wasn't a conversation. It was more a diatribe. Half an hour he went on. Are these corduroy pants... Are they not quarter? Full disclosure, Griff's going to Colorado. I had to get a couple movies prepared for next week because Murray's like, let's record Sunday right when you get back. Flight jet logged and everything. We're going to record. First of all, it's jet lag, not jet logged. Well, I, we have a guest coming on. Oh, no. I poop on every plane ride, so I will oh. be jet logged. <laughs> we have a guest. I'm trying to rain shit. We got right? to keep, keep everything cool for our guests. Yeah, right. I agree. Um corduroy all throughout this month italian uh, i might belong in italy of course they like we talked about last week they just uh voted in that crazy right-wing person so i don't want to go there but they love thick corduroy i'm not into the thick corduroy but i'm into corduroy so i might have to go there maybe i belong there okay are you done uh sure all right so a demon bursts out of her back full-on little midget demon as he's running away, he slashes uh, Ken across the chest. Ken obviously is freaking out. He see what happened to Kathy. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to die a virgin, first of all, and I'm going to turn into a demon. He's been under the tutelage of Tony for 35 minutes. He understands everything about the situation at this point. Right. So we realize, I got scratched, I'm turning into a demon. And he runs away. They follow him. Come on, fight it. 
Fight it. He runs to the, the Chokazugi. He's like, what would Sho do? What would Sho do? He grabs the katana. Yeah. He's like, George, you got to kill me. Please. I'm a weeb. This is the only way I can go. Meanwhile, Tony would have been immediately. He would have. He, he wouldn't. You don't have to tell me. I'm going to kill you. Right. George pusses out. He pusses out. Yeah, he pussed out. And he's just like, I can't do it. You're my friend. So, of course, Ken is going to turn on him, and then George finally gets up the courage to... Yeah, he, he demons out, so he's like, well, I got to now. You're spewing up ectoplasm. Cheryl, terrified... Cheryl? Yes. Okay. It was, that's what it says. Ter- well, I fuck up all the time. Yeah. Cheryl ter- totally freaked out by the scene. She's backing back up into the theater. Yeah, where all the demons are. What the demons fuck? Demons just start surrounding her, but thank God, Tarl's here. To fucking crash through the doors on his dirt bike with the right. katana. And this is where we get accepts fast as a shark playing. So it's fast as a shark. And he's just, fuck evil Knievel. This dude's riding on chairs. He's yeah. amazing. He is. Yeah. He's just going all over. And with his katana, he's just slashing everybody. He's cutting Nina's tits off. He's killing demons. Yeah, he finished the job that the bitch boy started. Right. And he picks up Cheryl's. Hey, babe, ride with me. She jumps yeah. on riding, bitch. He's still. He's just going back and forth, fast as a shark. We get the they, extended cut. They are like going through the theater and then going back into the uh, the like the main assembly room and then coming back into the theater. Finally, they trash the bike. I think I, did he drop Cheryl? Off? She falls off first, falls. and then he skids off. Okay, and then he stands over her and chops up everybody. I think they, they're all chopped up at this okay. time because they're like, hey, wait, do you hear something? And then all of a sudden, a, a helicopter just plops down through the ceiling. Straight down. Yeah, literally like it was on a line, which it was on a line, and it just flops down. And so they're, they're, of course, going to inspect this. There might be demons on this, too, but they're just like, hey, fuck, let's check that out. Right. They're not that bright, yeah. And like you said, these college kids, they don't learn about their demons. This was the main thing I was trying to tell you about because Tony, the life, the hard street life, it teaches you way more than the books ever do. Street life is the only life I know. Street life. And uh, so there's like three demons left. And Tarl, George, whatever the fuck his name is, he apparently he's been in a helicopter before because he knows how to start it. Yes. it. Demons are like closing in. Propeller starts. Thankfully, the demons just throw themselves at the propeller blade because they all get chopped up. We see the demon get sliced for the tenth time. Tut. All right, we're all right. We're good. I didn't know this. Did you know this? That all choppers have uh, harpoon guns on. Them. I did not know that. No. Nope. Well, George did, thankfully. Yeah. I thought those were on boats with torpidity equipment. So George finds the harpoon gun, and he puts like a giant grappling hook on it because there's a hole in the ceiling, obviously. Obviously. So he shoots it up. Perfect. Land, yep. Catches on. First try. All right. We're going to go ahead, and we're going to ascend to the roof. Of course, Cheryl's gonna. She's still on the ground. She's starting to climb up at him, and a fucking a demon grabs her leg. Right, and you're like, oh no, we know what they can do. It's just one scratch, and that's it. Right. Also, I was gonna complain about this, but on my second viewing, you I, you reviewed it. You did a zoom in on it. Yes, we see that George has a cut on his arm, 
but it was Ripper cutting him with a blade. So it was not a demon. Oh, cut. interesting. Because I was going to be like, bullshit. Bullshit. George is a demon now. No, he's not. He's not. He got cut with a blade. Okay. So he's like. You know, he grabs her, and apparently there's, like, a pulley system on this thing, so it just pulls him off. It's the Batman thing, you know? Yeah. You just hit it, and then you hit the button, and then you go up. Yeah. So they get up on the roof. Of course, because, like I said, when you're in danger, go higher. Go higher. Always go higher. Go to the roof and stay there and hope nothing ever notices that. And there's a familiar half face up there. Yeah, they're peering into the hole, being like, wow, we really avoided this one. And suddenly, cyborg. Yeah, and he just attacks them. He, like, knocks Cheryl away, and then he's got George's face, and he's pushing him into the hole. It's like he's got to drop well, him he back says, down. Well, he just pushes uh, uh, George into the hole, but he grabs some rebar. So he's oh, yeah, that's what And then he starts, like, a cat toying with him. He's just slapping at his hands. Yes, that's right. But then Cheryl, she recovers quickly because right. she just got pushed over. I mean, right. I mean, I know that in Italian horror movies and most horror movies, women and gravity do not combine well. They just fall at random times. Right. But Cheryl man manages to keep her composure. She picks up the grappling hook and drives it through Cyborg. Yeah, right in his back. And then George pulls himself up. <laughs> I like the non-physics of this move they do. First of all, I would just kick the guy in the hole is what I would do. Yeah, really. Because he pulls the grappling out. And then they grab like a pipe, like a long, like ten yes, foot pipe. This was so weird. Yeah, and so he. Okay, so here's the. He's just. He, as far as we know, the demons do not have super strength. No, they, 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 they like suck. That. You can they, kill them super easily. Yeah, they super suck. Yeah, but still, they get this pipe and they get like torque leverage. Well, on they get him. no leverage because. All right, let's set the stage. Cyborg Demon is, like, right on the edge, like, on his hands and knees on the edge of the hole. Yes. So they grab a pipe. They're both grabbing one end of it. They put the other end, like, in the hole right above his neck. Yes. So there's no leverage at all happening. Yeah. And they're both pulling it. Somehow they're pulling him down. It... <sighs> and, like... All they had to do was they, I don't know, Lamberto, you fucked up. You could have just it had her on one side and him on the other, and then it wouldn't make sense. It was weird. But somehow they, 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 they're demon physics, I guess. Yeah. They push his head down onto some rebar, go through his eye. They you know. skewer him like shish kebab, and then they embrace, and they're on this, this uh, rooftop yeah. now. And so they're looking around, and just when you're in that calm, like, we've done it, we've defeated evil – they look around, and the city's just like a blaze. Right. And they're you seeing, see, like, yeah. lit windows with demons in it. Because remember, Werner got out. Yeah. So he's been infecting people this whole time. Right. So they're like, shit, they find the fire escape. They, I guess it made sense to go to the roof. Yeah. They get down there. They see demons everywhere. They're being chased. They're like, oh, my God, this is it. We're going to die. Right. And then, boom, we see the demon's going to attack him, get blown away. Yeah. And we see... Thank for these people. They, they've they been waiting their whole life for this moment. Yep. The Dude. fucking annoying people I talked about at the top half. The ones who are like, I can't wait for the zombie apocalypse. We got some doomsday preppers. Ugh. So we get a dude, real hot daughter, and a fucking little boy. Yes. Little boy's really engrossed in a sandwich. Do you notice that? I did. I thought you would like that touch. Yeah. Because he's like... It's a Vinny's. It's a Vinny's. It was Straight a Vinny's. from Italy, dude. That's yeah. the best kind. I noticed the bun on that. The best kind of Vinny's you get in Rome and Guadalajara. That's right. I just <laughs> love 
<laughs> the bun work on this yeah. shit. Because you notice... Our I love wimp- the bun eating work. This kid was working it. This kid knew how to tear into a bun. And we've been seeing people tear into buns all movie. And then we have the parallel of this kid tearing into a good bun, a Vinny bun. Right. Like a baked bun. A real right. bread be- bready right. bun. They didn't buy this bread. They make it right on the premises of Vinny's. Goddamn right they do. And so they're like, hop in, you know. And so they hop in. And they're and like Grift, you didn't you, 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 you you've been forced to see so many Marvel movies. You think you would know? I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, how this happens is I go great credits done, <laughs> notes over, send to Murray over, going to bed, hate my life. Yeah, because we we get credits and they're driving away, but no, it's not done yet because all of a sudden. What you pointed out, we thought it was no big deal when Cheryl got attacked by that demon on the helicopter. Yep. She got demonized, demonized, and she turns into a demon. George, useless, useless George, just sits there. Duh. <laughs> Kid puts it like, hold my bun, and he hands his, his sandwich to George, pulls out a fucking shotgun, and just blows away Cheryl. Not Candace, Cheryl. Yep. And she just flops down on the road, and then they just drive off because they're going heading west. Apparently, heading west is where demons don't go. Yeah, that's. I mean, they heard the Tom Waits song "Going Out West." That's what half the lyrics about. Demons don't go out west. No, it's just nothing but tortured souls out there. Not demons, though. So they have it. Demons, Alberto Baba. Next week, look, man. Look. If we're doing Italian horror, we got to do a zombie movie. Have to. Anybody can do a zombie movie, but only one man can do a zombie movie starring a middle-aged dwarf playing a 10-year-old that wants to fuck his mom. I, I, I really, I already spoiled it. I've actually watched this movie, which we've never done these introductions where I've actually seen the movie. Yeah. This dwarf kid. Amazing. Dwarf kid? Man, excuse me. Dwarf person? Yeah. I don't know if they're truly people. Yeah, I don't. Little person. I think as well. Creature? <laughs> I don't know. Amazing. You're going to be like, why isn't there more of Michael when you're watching this? Because this is a very pedestrian zombie movie if you take Michael out of the picture. It's, right. It's it, kind it, of boring, actually. Right. But then when you work Michael into it, it becomes a whole fucking philosophical topic. Right. And like, all, we're going to have... Only oh. one man could direct this movie. Frank True White. Oh, wait. I know that name. It draws a picture. Exactly. And it it makes me think of somebody, a special guest we're going to have, our resident Ginty expert, but he's also our resident Frank Drew White expert. Fill the glass. He's coming back hot off the heels of his super popular Mani Killer starring Robert Ginty. Thankfully, Robert Ginty isn't in this one. You're not oh. going to miss him because Michael... Peter Bark is the name of the actor, by the way. Oh, Amazing. equally terrifying. For why didn't this guy get more work? I don't know. Cause the mom jeans he was wearing got torn, and oh it just god. ruined the character. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> next week with uh, <laughs> Phil the Glass. Keep it demonic.